Good morning. I think it's still morning or afternoon. It's afternoon time frame. Uh, Mike, I have Mike dancing on again. So everyone that's been listening to the podcast, Mike shared a story. It was over brotherhood and connection. And and he's launching or he's launched before, but relaunching another cohort or chapter of his uncivilized teen program. And I think it's great to to really bring you on and let's talk about that and talk about how that plays into our lives. Mike, for those that didn't hear the previous podcast, just tell me a little bit about yourself, your story uh, before we get into everything. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, my brother. Uh, I am 36 years old, living in Florida. I'm a Marine Corps vet, a pipe, former pipe fitters apprentice, former a lot of stuff. I worked in the bar industry 10 plus years. I've done a lot of a lot, a little bit of a lot. And uh, with that, found worked through, found that something was missing. Like we talked about in the last podcast, definitely awesome to talk about, is I was missing that brotherhood that I had in the Marines. I was missing that connection. And I found men's work looking for thinking my communication skills were wrong. My I was broken. And in result, it was just, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And so like then it just shifted. And from that point forward, it became hey, how can I be of service and take what I have learned and share it with someone else? Yeah, I really appreciate that. I was telling you before we were recording that I was sitting in Dominican Republic with 29 other people. And I was I was having this internal battle of what what I wanted to do, how I wanted to best show up in the world. And I was doing this breathwork meditation. And then all of a sudden it hit me. And I said, I need to lean harder into the podcast, but more specifically about helping men turn their pain into their power or their purpose. And I, I looked back at myself and I realized that the reason I want to be in this, this arena, helping men process emotions and being, being able to show up the best version of themselves the way they want in the world was because I didn't have the best uh, role model as a father. And I didn't have a group of men or, or good people around me, good boys around me. I'm going to say boys, but young boys or young men. And so I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't know how to show up in the world. I was very passive. Like I, I just followed a lot. And when I, I had so much anger and frustration, I would internalize that. I wouldn't be able to, I wasn't able to communicate that. My dad couldn't handle that. And, and I didn't know that. And so when we were talking a couple of days ago and I've been watching, you know, the uncivilized teen program, that is so beneficial. That is like, we need that in the world. We talk about initiation. That's some like a little form of initiation in my eyes uh, for, for teenage boys and being able to understand those tools and resources that you mentioned. Tell me about the Uncivilized pro, uh, Teen Program and, and kind of everything that goes with it. Yeah. So what I'll do is I can tell you where it is now and the long-term vision of it. So where it is now is it is a six-week course. We're doing two days a week two nights a week, um, where me and a small group of young men are going to meet and be honest. And what I mean by that is I have tools, experience, and wisdom that I can share and teach. However, as you know, one of the things I love to say is that the only advice, the best advice in the entire world is the one that's asked for. Everything else in the opinion. So instead of another scenario where another adult's preaching to them, this is what a man is. This is how you do it. If you don't do this, then you're not this. And if you do this, then you're that. It's just, hey, how do you, what role models have you seen? How do you want to show up? What skills do you want to take from those role models? What things do you feel that you want to dig in deeper as you grow to build you? And then through that process, also be like, hey, while we're having those questions and while we're talking about those things, that's self-awareness. That's inner inquiry. That is the meaning of mindfulness, of meditation, of to challenge thyself. Like this, what you are doing naturally are the things people are hunting for. This developing yourself, deciding who you're going to be and how you're going to show up, men paying thousands of dollars for it. You're doing it already. So now, instead of being told it's right or wrong, just let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how you feel, how you want to show up as what you've seen. And 
do it in a room of growth-minded peers that are gonna be like, hell yeah, that's how I want to do it too. Or, hey, why do you want to do it that way? Like that doesn't make sense to me. And it's not from a, that's wrong. It's from a, I don't get it. So you get to a chance to explain yourself and say, I want to be this type of man because of X, Y, and Z. This is my role model. This is what I've experienced. That's a game changer because everyone grows in that room. And these are bonds because you have hard conversations like this. And I've seen it working with men and I've seen it working with the last team group. These bonds build and they strengthen. And these are people you can tie back to. And so that's the future of the team program is to take these six-week groups, move them from just a in, out, done, which I cannot stand in the this, this world we have right now of a lot of like, just sell the product and then don't talk to them until you sell them another product. I want to create and I will have a nation much like the uncivilized nation where these young men after this course can go in, find more growth-minded peers to continue leveling up their lives, challenging themselves, have accountability partners, and show up for each other. Show up for the world. Not waiting until later on when they're like, something's missing. So then they have access to each other, access to a community. And with that, we tie in the nation. And the men who have done the work, men who are showing up as mentors, our beloved elders, they get to show up for the next generation. They get to sit there, answer questions on finances, answer questions on relationship, answer questions on programming. Whatever it is, is their specialty, their calling that they excel at. Now with a sense of pride, these men get to sit there, show up and answer questions by young men who want to know the answers. They don't want to get preached to. They have legitimate questions that deserve their respect and deserve the answer. And we get the opportunity to show up for them. More than a Google search, more than just watching a YouTube video and applying it to their lives, they get a connection of actually getting to, to model what they witness, which is men showing up for each other, showing up for others. And I think often a lot of times like happiness, like when you look at happiness from a big picture, it all comes down to connection and goes back to that relationship that we see when we're younger uh, with our father, because we, we, we model the behavior of the masculine before us. And if our if our fathers don't have the ability or not don't have they're not they don't have the awareness to open up and, and be able to create a connection point that, that continues the path. And I, I say that because I want to I want to go back to your experience as a as a as a teenager how would this program have benefited you uh going through that oh i like it because at first my first reaction is like 13 year old me would have been like fuck off uh <laughs> you know and so like that was one of the biggest challenges at first is like how do i make this how do i create a scenario where it's an invitation because I have parents telling their, their sons, hey, and I literally, I mean, I, I legit had a kid tell me, he's like, hey, like my dad just sent this to me and said, you need this. Like no preamble, no nothing. Like, hey, you're broken. Take this. Uh, so we had to like climb that mountain and work over that um, stigma. And so it's like for me, like for me as a teenager, once I got past that point and by hearing what it actually is like it's not for the parent it's not to fix what's broken it's literally just to set you up with brothers and tools what you do with it is your own choice so the idea of sovereignty as a teenager when people were telling me i was a i was going to be a failure for not immediately applying for college i was going to be wasting all my talents all these things that I got told in my early teens by those who had just opinions which I now know are from their own fear and their own lives that they lived had nothing to do with me and 
thankfully my parents weren't a part of that team. Uh, it was a lot of teachers, a lot of like that, that just told me like what I could and couldn't be. And so having a place where I could have actually just said, Hey, this is who I want to be. And they're like, cool. How are you going to do it? And I got that opportunity when I was in welding, when I was in teenager, I found a, a just an old school teacher that was strict, that was hard, marble man. And yet, uh, like he was very, like, he was a father figure. He was like that. Cool. You like, you want to do this? You want to show up for yourself? Fantastic. You have to beat. And I was like, what? You got like four years experience on all of us. He goes, I don't care. I'm your competition. You have to be. And sure as shit, he would sit there. Anytime you asked a question, if you just try to guess and lone wolf it, he'd lose the shit. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you legitimately ask questions and like, Hey, he would take time out of his day, cancel work, show up early, stay late and be there for you. And that's, that was the Roma. That's the, what helped me. That's what I looked back at at hard times. It's like, that's the guy that I looked up to the most. And honestly, like, that's who I'm going to be period. Like I am the guy that says, okay. Like you got shit going on? Fantastic. I'll jump in the hole with you. What you got? Yeah, I think that's powerful. And I like that you mentioned the Marlboro Man. I love Traver's framework around that. And and back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, we were the Marlboro. There was the Marlboro Man. And then there, there's obviously that drastic spectrum change to the sensitive new age nice guy. And and men and older men are doing that work to bring that back to the neutral, right? To bring it to the to middle of the spectrum because we do need uh the good characteristics of the marble man and we do need the good characteristics of the sensitive new age nice guy and so the work that you're doing bringing this work to the younger generation because what they are seeing they're in, they're emulating they're seeing a lot of the sensitive new age nice guy right where they're very passive they're push like people are pushing pushing away and saying like whatever you want there's no assertiveness there's no just like doing it there's no like i, I don't want to use the term grind because that can be interpreted but there's no grit yeah. And, and and being able to bring this to the younger generation in the middle of the spectrum at at a young age and being able to hold the space and saying, hey, let's talk about what's here. Let's talk about the, the, the trials, the tribulations that you're going through, because I can relate to myself when you say this and I, it brings a lot of passion is when I was a kid, I was externally validating. So I was looking for acceptance from outside rather than within. Tell me, tell me, tell me from like just the first cohort, what, what uh, how, let's talk about that for a second. The, the external validation that you see in younger men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see a lot of external and I appreciate that Tia. Uh, I see a lot of external validation um, mainly because at first that's what we know. Like, how do you know to trust your intuition? Well, you got to like have opportunities to, to listen to it. Right now, it's figure out, okay, what's a man? How am I supposed to show up? How do I get? And like, look at their lives. We've, we've been there. And what we saw was substantially less pressure than what they feel now. Because we had grades, we had teachers, we had peers. Now they have the whole fucking world. If they get post something, say something, choose to be different, expose themselves to the universe, like in any way of like, I like the color blue. Well, guess what? All team green now hates you. Some kid in India, some dude in China, some South American and some guy from California are all going to talk shit about you because they're on team green. Okay. So it's like, all right, so then you're just like, well, then I don't want to be attacked. So like, I'll do what I need to do to get a validation, like to be okay, accepted. And they have two paths. Like I hate dichotomies and yes, that's, that's where we are in life is um, they have two paths. Like their version is no longer the Marble Man, New Age, Nice Guy. It's more, and it is and it isn't. Cause it's like the disowned, being a man 
everything that makes a man a man in culture disown it. Say it's wrong, say it's evil, say it's toxic, insert word, disown it, and you will be loved by those who choose that path. Not accepted, loved. Like they will pity you and like they will throw pity love at you. Or just go dive into every shadow part, every dark side, every every alpha scared shitless projecting part of what it means to be a man. Do the full, do the new age Marlboro, which is that I am so Marlboro, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm a vegan CrossFitter. <laughs> you ain't going to go three seconds without hearing about how I am so man because I do man thing one, man thing two, man thing three. And have you seen my man thing four and five? Like non-stop over, over projected. Why? Because don't poke it. It's a balloon. And some days it's just a bubble. It's even more delicate. So look at it, admire it, and awe of it. Don't you dare poke it. It will not handle it. I won't handle it. So these are the two paths. They've got role models that lie every minute because they don't want to be seen as full. When God knows you show any of vulnerability, you'll get kicked out of kid club. And then on the other end, it's 100% vulnerability at all times. And just blow in the breeze. Be part of nothing. Hear negative things about your gender, the culture roles, whatever you want to say consistently about. And don't take it personal, though. And agree to all of them. Or you'll get kicked out of that. And if you do everything right, someone's still going to take it, chop it up, throw it on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, and you're getting destroyed. With no recourse. That's the world. And that's really shitty. And so, like, with those two external validations of two external traps, there needs to be a pause. There needs to be a moment that says, does either of these feel good? And what you call neutral, I call feeling the power of resisting both poles. So true center of both of those is not actually neutral. It's actually being so strong that you push away like a true magnet, like the best thing that sits right in the center is not actually neutral. It is so strong, it pushes away all, all the opposites. And it holds balance. So it'll wobble from time to time. Holds balance through the resistance against each pole. Mike, I think I have to steal that from you. That's fucking amazing. Like I, <laughs> I, I said neutral. And, and and I say this because I was trying to internally as I was talking, I was like, I need a I need to I know neutral may not be the word, but I need a word and neutral was the safe word. But the way that you just uh, explain that it, it makes sense, right? It comes back to the nucleus of who you are as a person. And that whatever the vibration that you're at is what you're going to attract. And so like being at that vibration level to where you're pulling you're, you're pushing away the, the, the things that you don't want on both sides. And you are you at the same time, though, you're having that the both the best of both. Right. Mm -hmm. And I and I like that spectrum. It, it leads me into this question in in the nation. It's the the king, the lover or the king, the warrior, the lover, the magician, something like that. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I butchered it and that's OK. And I'm not going to ver verbatim repeat the, the like the beginning paragraph of the book, but it talks about what we are missing as men now. In modern day society, we are missing the intimate, um, the intimate ceremonial initiation. We're mi we're missing the initiation of uh, boys to men. Talk to me about that, and then talk to me about how the, this program, the Uncivilized Teen, plays into that. Hmm. So I love that. 
Um, I 100% agree. We are missing initiation. Um, and the it's not gone. However, it's coming from places of boys initiating boys. As you and I know, the military is full of boys initiating boys. And then fucking hard shit happens. And that's your next initiation. And who do you turn to? More boys. We are missing the component where we have elders. And I will go on that soapbox to the end of days. So I'll be really quick on it. Is just, we are really good at doing hard things. The understanding that those hard things ripple outwards and affect the next ones after us and true peace, true joy, true. And when I say true, I mean like I have felt it. And any man that's held the door for someone, any man that's picked up groceries for someone, any young man who's volunteered to stay after and do something and push chairs in has felt that pain. That ping of I am doing something greater than myself and it is echoing outwards. That hearing someone else talk about you doing a kind act and how it rippled outwards, that joy. We are missing the elders that teach you that to be a part of something, to give yourself to it, allows you this benefit and comes with hard challenges. And that neither are negative or positive. They just are. And so that ability to be like, okay, initiation is an opportunity to realize you come from something greater, you belong to something greater, and you are a part of it, and your actions ripple outwards. While also coming back to the tribe, which we you and I know very well, and PTSD is the level that it is, and there's many psychologists that agree with, like that are talking about this, is that you are recognized when you come back to the tribe after initiation as the new man, and we skip that step as well. When everyone goes, bro, you're not, the, you're the safe dude from high school. <sighs> no, <laughs> no, I've held. I've held things that no man should hold. I've carried and not going down that path right now. I have I have seen, witnessed, and experienced things that are outside of what a high school person could hold. Or that high school me was able to hold. But he had to he had to step back and someone else had to step forward. And so as far as the uncivilized team, the six-week course, as it stands, is connection and tools. I am not in anywhere, shape, or form lying to these parents or these young men and saying, after six weeks, high five, you're now initiated. Welcome to the hard life. However, we start here with, we start building that trust. And then they know that they have uncles. They know that it exists. And then we say, guess what? In the future, cool, come with us. We're going to put you out in a long weekend, couple weeks, whatever the, the dream is a couple weeks. And we're going to go out there and you're going to be surrounded by uncles. If your father comes, fantastic. He's going to help someone else. So he gets to witness what it is what you go through without his bias of keeping you safe. And then everyone gets to build, bond, and strengthen. And then every man there welcomes you to the tribe. And you get to see that you were capable of far more than you've ever done, than you ever thought possible. And that hard shit is hard. It is not impossible. I, I can't remember where I'm pulling this from, but I heard it recently. And the, with regards to the power of initiation is like, we fight as men for so much power. But, but going back to the ceremonial aspect of it, and like having the elders, 
and you as a man, me as a man, just men in general, going through the process of being uh, powerfulless, I think is the word that was used, where you don't have any power. And then you have to sit through the pain and that you have to sit through everything that comes up with that and understanding that it's, it can be physically grueling. It can be emotionally grueling and uh, challenging you in that aspect, but then being received with open arms. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, like, I remember when I came back when I was, was when I was in the Navy and I came back to my hometown, people, what, what people were saying was like, Hey, you've changed. But they weren't they weren't giving it like a, a a positive look on it. It was more of like you changed, like why why can't you do why why aren't you doing this 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 and this? And they were like and they were pressing it down. Yeah. And and um, I remember like I was frustrated about that. Mm-hmm. I'm like you know I have changed, but I've changed for the better, the betterment yeah. of just my, myself, but the collective. And I didn't know that at the time. Like I I was nowhere. I'm you know I'm. I joined the Navy at 17 years old. So like I'm I'm 18 going back home and, and yeah. hearing this. And I didn't know how to handle that shit. And I will say, I love that because that is part of the big deal. Is one thing I do really want to hit on is like we are going to initiate. We are going to create bonds that they can pull from for the rest of their life mentorship elderhood that's it like my wagon is tied to travers i ain't going nowhere traver is getting that million men that means we are setting up the situation to break the cycle of zero elders or minimum elders we will have elders you will have mentors you will have the next generation you will have your warriors your your young princes your kings and your elders advisors it's going to be working its way through. And that doesn't mean you're not a part of society. So like to tie this back into the real world, because it's great to say, oh yeah, like we're going to initiate you in our tribe. You still have to go back to work. You still have to show up to your grocery store. You still have to go see, like you don't have to, but you're still going to interact with those who've seen you before who aren't initiated who will still treat you as such. You're still going to go to college. You're still going to join the military if that's your jam. Become an apprentice, whatever the jam, like whatever it is. When those men or those boys say, this is your initiation, this is what you have to do. Take the college fraternity thing. You have to slam this beer, do this, do that. You get to make it from a sovereign choice. Hey, this is their version of ceremony. Do I want to? Because now it's not from a lap. I've got brothers. Do I want this experience? Yes. Cool. Do it. They're like, hey, you got to come in the Marine Corps. We're going to not haze you. And for all those who can't see me, that's complete and other bullshit. So it, it had quotation marks. Um, and we're going to, you know, and have you be a part of us. If you want to be a Marine, that's one of the best things I've ever did in my entire, entire life. However, you'll come for the, for the first time, not the first time, you'll have the ability and the opportunity to come into that knowing full well that you are already have brotherhood. You're already part of a tribe and you don't have to sacrifice self to do it. If you choose to become a man and join our brother, you're doing it from a choice of sovereignty and stability, not from a spot of, oh gosh, I just hope they like me. And now external validation doesn't matter. It feels good when you get it. And when they, someone says you've changed in a negative way, you can look at them and say, thank you. And someone says, I don't like this part about you now. How dare you be on Team Blue? Thank you. I agree. Okay. I hear you. And you watch their world crumble because they expect conflict. And instead, you know where you stand. 
you are so powerful that you appear neutral because of the amount of power that you are pulling out into the world. And you have the ability to question. It's no longer fear-based. And that is the last kicker about it that I will say is it gives you that advantage of being able to question everything. Oh, bro, you got to join the Marines. Oh, bro, you got to go to join this fraternity with me. Oh, bro, you got to do this and this with me. Okay, what's the benefit of it? Oh, no, like you just become part of us. Okay, what do I gain? How do we act in service? Who do we support? What are our values? What are our, what are our goals? What's the cost? What do I give up to do? And then you get to make choice where you question everything. Like think about the gift as a teenager, the sovereignty and the ability. I keep saying that word. I love it. Mm -hmm. And the just self-confidence to question everything. And when someone says, this is just how it is, you go, no, thank you. I'm like, what do you mean? No, thank you. No, thank you. No, I'll go find the answer. I'm good. Thank you. Nothing is just because it is. There's always a reason. There's always a story. There's always, there is, avoid saying that word always. There is a story behind every decision. Tradition, whatever. Consequence, choice. There's a story behind it. If you're willing to look, then you can choose if that story is one that you want to align with or not. And that's truly power. This is a freedom to go and do, follow the trends, be in frats, be college, full experience. Like, I don't care. Do it all knowing that this is something that you chose because you were able to question it and not get caught up in it. Yeah, there's two thoughts that came to me as you were saying all that. And and this is what I've heard. I, I took this word from Dewey, Dewey Freeman, for those that uh, don't know. If you do know, don't know of him, you should really look into him, by the way. Um, but we, but he, every time that I've, I've gone to the initiation, uh, we talk about congruency, right? You want to be congruent in every aspect of your life. And I've heard this many times from people that are not doing the work, men, that they they find congruent men as a threat be be comes down to that not being able to be in control and, and like being able to get a reaction and, and things that things of that nature but congruency is good congruency is what we want because we can we can process we can hey you said some some pretty triggering stuff or challenging stuff being able to internalize that but not be my direction the course that i'm going not being swayed off course and then the second thing is our ability to choose like a conscious life an intentional life is, is our ability to have choice. And there's a framework that I'm leaning into that I'm, I'm reading a lot about called the conscious leadership group. And one of the things it talks about is living a to me life, a victim mindset and a by me, I'm a creator of life. And, and then also above the line, below the line aspect. And being below the line, you're closed, you're, you're defensive, you're committed to being right. And being above the line is you're curious, you're open, and you're, learn, you're committed to curiosity learning. And so when I think about this as men, and this is not just men, this is society, but I'm honing it here on men, is like we live 95% of the time in the to me, the victim mindset. And it's okay if we want to stay there. It's our choice. If we choose to stay there, we can stay there. I don't want to stay there. You don't want to stay there. And so we choose to, to live the by me, creating life, the life that we want to live. And I think that's the power of, of choice is like you said, you can live the, the, the frat life. You can, you can do all those things, follow the trends. Are you committed to the results that come with it? Because we want to, we all want to be committed to something, mm -hmm. but are you committed to the results? If you like, if, if you're committed to the results, then accept it. And so I, I say that because I throw this in here because oftentimes I've heard people like, I don't want to bash men that are not doing the work. I don't want to be, I, that's not what I want to do. 
what I want to do is say that we all have a choice and that there's going to be some point in your life. And like you had said at the very beginning of the podcast, and I'm, I'm getting back to where I'm going with this, but at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the podcast, you talked about you are opening this realm to, to teenagers to start doing this work at a younger age, mm-hmm. because then we, we follow the trend. I, I followed the trend for a long time. The military it met Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It met all my needs. So I was just pressing everything away. I was pushing everything away. And I think about what if this was in my life at, 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 at the age that you're offering, 13 to 18, and how that would transform my life. And, mm-hmm. and going back to this program, I just want to hit on something and then you can take this thought and, and, and whatever you have to say is mm-hmm. the power of bringing a different healthy masculine men in, in these teenage boys life is is like it takes it to a different level because we as society we're like oh often most society like hey we need to uh your father your father your father but you surround yourself with healthy masculine men men that are that are understanding the you know the work and the feelings and the emotions and 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 processing that and that when i think about this program that is the juice man that's the juice right there. Having another healthy man that is able to like help you reach levels and it's not your father. Mm-hmm. Roll with that. I know I didn't ask you a question, but if yeah, there's something that no, came you're up. good. No, a few things came up. One is it starts with where we are. The same like why I said like 13-year-old me would say, fuck off. You're like, hey, I'm going to teach you some tools to prepare you for life. We're going to talk about your feelings. My feelings are stick it and spin it. Like, and because that's not so what it is, is like it 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 is that it's meaning where you are. It's like why you figure your shit out. Here's your room. Hey, I'm thinking I'm gonna show up this way. I'm gonna join the Marines. I'm gonna do this. Cool. What inspires you about that? What are you gaining from it? What do you want from it? I want this, this, and this. Dope. What's your next action? How are you preparing yourself? How are you going to show up more than just, eh, I'm here, take me, versus I made this choice, this is mine. And that's it. Like, it is. And then when you find out that that choice sucked, not the Marine Corps, I loved it, and it still sucked. (laughs) What happens when you choose the job, the college degree, the college, and it blows? Oh, I'm stuck here. I made this choice. Oh, fuck that. That's the gift. What if you took all of that pressure, external pressure off the thing and said, I don't know what I'm doing. I am 13, I am 17, I am 18, I am 16, I am whatever. I am, am going to make a choice because action counts. And then I am going to stand up and say, I accept the consequences of saying, oh, I don't like this choice. And have guys that have you back while you do it. Okay, cool. Didn't like it? Yeah, no. Fast food? Ain't for me, bro. Nope, 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 nope. Not doing that fucking job. Cool. What'd you learn from it? I learned that customers are rude. Yeah. And were you able to show up still? Were you able to go to your job? Yeah. Were you able to do the job? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No. So you're able to work. Yeah. Okay. Did you like prepping food? Yeah. Yeah. As long as I had to have customers, I like prepping food. All right. Cool. Now you have a skill set that you're curious about. Because someone was willing to sit there and not talk just your feelings. Just, this isn't therapy. This isn't a counseling group. Someone was willing to meet you where you are and say, cool, what skills have you learned? Cool, let's go through that and actually like share that. Because everyone else in the room just went, damn, I do have skills for my job I hated. Or someone's like, I don't understand why you didn't like sales. I just got right up there and said, yeah, ma'am, what would you like? Sure, you want two pieces of bacon on there? Got you. Like, someone might love that shit. Someone might hate it. 
And when they both say it out loud, the other one gets to like, oh shit, there's different people in the world. That's okay. And then that means it's okay to be different in a, in a group that's all the same. They're like, oh, I love this movie. Everyone's like, oh, I love this movie. You're like, my God, I hated that movie. You're like, I love it. I love it. You're like, I didn't love it. It's okay. I didn't love it. And they get to move forward. And having that variety of peers and, like you said, mentors. And when I call them uncles all the time, because I read a couple of books, I call them uncles. I love it. <laughs> having men and I the reason I call them uncles is because a father wants to protect you from the world prepare you and protect you in a society and culture we have now a father has gone into full protect of his child and sees him as a child the whole way no path was laid out for a next step for him and an uncle says, fuck yeah, that's going to hurt. Go ahead. An uncle will stand there and watch you hurt yourself. Not to not kill you. Might break a bone or two. An uncle will be there with you and grab you after you hurt yourself. And get take care of you. And say, all right, bro, what'd you learn? Because he is attached to you, not the outcome. And so, like I said a couple times now, I don't give a shit what any of these young men do with the knowledge and tools that they have. That is not my purpose. I am not here to dictate their next steps. I'm here to give them as much as I can give them, as much as they ask for, and more. And then let them know that as they stumble through it, because life is a stumble while you figure it out, that they have a true north grounded place that they can come back with peers and mentors and elders that will listen, answer questions, call them on their bullshit. And give them some questions to ask themselves. That's the power of community. Hitting on that, just thinking about that, that's the first thing that came up was like having that community. But when we look at this from a whole, we are going, we've been going away from community, right? Like we, we've been going away from that concept. But when, when we look at the tribes and, and we thrive in community. And so like as men, when we come in community, like that's where the healing happens. That's where the transformation happens. And we're not just healing ourselves; we're healing the collective. And the, I think about your program and like how that does that for young men at a young age. And, and I don't want to use the word programming, but modeling that type of behavior mm -hmm. so they can see that, oh, it's okay not to be a lone wolf. It's okay yeah. to be in community with the other young men and talk about what's going on. And when I don't agree with them, like you said, that's okay too. But it comes back to the community piece. Mm -hmm. He gets to be there regardless of outcome. And that's the big thing. Like that's the difference between it being preaching and if it's modeling and stuff is they get to choose how much of it they take. And they don't touch a second of it until all of a sudden 25 year old them's in college and some hot girl invites them to yoga and they're in the middle of yoga and they're all of a sudden they're in, like watching their breath and they're like full mindfulness because they're like all of a sudden like breath through movement. Well, I'll be fucking damn. Mike had some Mike was talking about something with that meditation thing or the mindfulness thing. Cause like I am way more aware of what my body's doing right now. My head got quiet. Fantastic. The goal here is like with the the ancient the Chinese proverb that I will destroy is the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is today. That being said, I go one step further with that. The true gift is to plant the seed knowing I'll never see this tree. That tree might never make it. Something might eat that seed. I don't care. 
or that tree might become the shade that all others sit under. I'm just here planting seeds. And sometimes I'm just here tilling the soil so someone else can plant the seed. I asked a question in my podcast all the time. I, I, I added this towards the end, but it's a it's an impact question. And as I've, I've, as I've done this work for myself, I've leaned in more to spirituality. And that question comes to is being a soul in a human experience, what would you leave behind for your future selves to find? And when I ask that question, it's not, you can answer this, but I think about this program. I think about what you're doing in the world right now and the ripples that it has future Mike that may be in a different form is going to find this program. Like we're not talking just like this is a regional group. We're talking an impact to the society of men and being able to understand. And I, and, and so like, I keep going back to this, but like we, as men, we model what we see and, and majority of the times what we see is a lack of connection to self. So tell me how this program like gives you connection to yourself. I like that. Because I definitely would have gone a full esoteric with you. We could have just spun around the universe. Uh, so no, for the program, uh, I would say the program meets you where you are. And I'll say that again and again and again. Of it either give cast doubt on the stories you have, challenges the truth that you believe are true, and allows you to question all of them by hearing other other men's experience, the young men's experiences, and comparing them to your own of like, this is how the world works. Well, cool, because the world works totally different for him. So that means both are true or both aren't. Like, should do with it what you wish. And it is a controlled environment where young men get the opportunity to establishing that question. Because like I said, no one expects, I don't expect them, I'm not speaking for anyone else. I don't expect them to have their shit figured out because I am a 36 year old on career number 13. So I don't expect them to have their shit figured out. The hubris of the world is that at 17, you're going to know exactly your future and then not change your mind ever as if no other information will ever impact your body or soul or mind. So I am here. Like the program is designed to be more than me in the sense that it allows them the opportunity to question everything and start establishing what they want to keep. Go full Bruce Lee with it. They get to just absorb everything, take what fits, and get rid of the rest, and then make it their own, which, again, is another bastardized quote. So it is from Bruce Lee. If everyone wants to look it up, it, that man inspires me on a regular with how much more than just a martial artist or an actor he was, how much more connected he was to every bit of himself. And it came with him questioning everything and being willing to take and use what serves. So at this point, the teen program allows them to question, gives them the permission of saying, hey, you have already had the ability to be curious in this room. Have at it. Challenge each other, challenge yourself, challenge me and all mentors that come up. And then take what you want from. Them. Having trouble with the mute button. Um <laughs> Let's let's shift this for a second to to the parents, right? Because ultimately, you you have to get buy in from from those that are the the mother and the father of, of the teenage boys. Talk to me like you're talking to one of the parents. I, I just want to hear it. Okay. So the simplest thing is 
uh, and a lot of the parents that I've talked to already, is your son's not broken. Your son's not missing anything. Your son's not wrong. Your son's not defective, too emotional, not emotional enough. Like, your son's not not, period. He is in a position right now where he is full with more testosterone, more hormones than he has ever had before. His prefrontal cortex is just developing, which is his critical thinking, his language skills. He is full of stories without experience to say if they work or not. And every, and every moment of his life is the hardest thing he's ever done. And as adults, we forget that the first breakup and the fifth breakup are fucking hard because there is no other breakup to pull from. There is no other challenge to pull from. Every one of them, and plus your emotions are coming at you at 100 miles an hour because there's nothing to pull from and say, oh, I will be okay. Oh, yeah. When I was 22 and I backpacked and da 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 da, like, yeah, I can handle a bad day. Cool. Well, when you're 15 and you've never done that, and everything in your body says, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> Guess what it is? That's okay. Which means you've now officially had your worst day. So now you're open to your best day or the next less worst day. Like you're, they're building their baseline right now. So instead of telling them how they feel, telling them what they feel, what if we just give them a space to say, hey, what you feel is valid. And your opinions about it, totally valid as well. So now with that knowledge, what are you going to do about it? And what if there's structure? What if there's challenge? What if they hear that like, hey, you want to be away from mom? Like you want to do like... You're fighting, you're changing how you smell, you want to like, you want your distance, you want to be your man, you want to figure this shit out. Cool. What's that mean to you? Because everything you just said was an emotional, get away from me, get away from me, get away from me. I don't feel comfortable. Fantastic. What are you going to do about it? You don't know? Fantastic. Now we know where to start. We can start with learning questions. I mean, start with learning ways to like, when it gets to 12, I can take a deep breath and it goes to eight. So your son is not in a situation where he's defunct, defect, wrong, lonely, with the wrong group, with the wrong friends, doing the wrong job, following the wrong path, suicidal, like depressed, anxious, he is growing and experiencing life at 110 miles an hour with no experiences to pull him back down to ground or minimum experiences at that. I'm just going to, I would love the opportunity to teach him how to find ground and to start once he can breathe, once he can see, once he knows, starts to learn what's going on inside of himself and his body and his head, then to start to question what he notices on the outside world. And while he's doing all that, he knows he's not alone, period. Not, oh yeah, mom and dad love me. Except for that one time they yelled at me. Or except for this, or except, no, no. Mm -mm. I'm not alone. I've got peers. I've got mentors. I know I know. As a father, father of four, but two boys, you said something in there that brought me to yesterday and just like it blew my mind. Uh, you know, my, my wife and I are in New York City. We don't live here. We, we made an emergency trip up for family reasons. And we took the four, we had six kids yesterday because I had my uh, sister-in-law's two kids with us. And we went to this park and as we were coming home, 
my wife had four of the kids. We were, you know, we were walking back to her apartment because it was close by. And I had two kids. And I'm walking with the two younger girls. And my, my wife, I see her like frantically jogging up. And she was like, Alex, you need to run after, you need to run, run after Linnevel. My youngest, uh, my oldest daughter, who's four, she has a brain tumor and she, you know, like there's some delays that she, she doesn't act like a, a four-year-old, a normal four-year-old. You know, I don't like the word normal, but what, what we deem as normal uh, in society, right? So she, she, but she's very adventurous. And so she's riding a scooter and she's like, she sprinted downhill. She sprinted down the hill and, and my wife couldn't, couldn't catch up. She was, you know, screaming at her and like saying, Hey, like, come back, come back. She kept going. So she looks at my seven-year-old son who's on a bike and says, go get your sister. Cause you can catch up to her and tell her to come back. And then, so she sees that like, that's not going to work. So she sends my nine-year-old son and, and uh, says, Hey, take daddy's phone. Cause she had my phone, take daddy's phone and go here's, you know, she called, she set it up like a walkie talkie and like, tell me i don't want her to cross the street anybody that's been in new york city it's a hustle and bustle like crazy and then so that none of that worked so she you know my my son is holding her my oldest son is holding my daughter by her t-shirt making sure she doesn't cross the street so my wife is she ran back and she's like alex you need to go and like help me help me so i drop my bag and i'm sprinting like it's probably a quarter mile away so i sprint there and my oldest son is crying because he's like, he's like, it's New York, I'm afraid, like, you know, like a big city mindset. My second son, he had to, and I say this, and this is funny, like he was crying, because he had to poop. And he was like, I gotta poop. But like, and that's why we were coming back. So whenever he hears this, when we're older, he's gonna be like, Dad, thanks for sharing that. And then my my daughter, she was crying, because my son was preventing her from doing what she wanted to do. So the long story short here is when I go up to my son, and I get down on the knee, and I tell him, I'm like, because I was trying to talk through him, talk to him through the phone to calm him down. He was like, this is the hardest day of my life, dad. And I allowed that thought for a second. It triggered something in my head. And I, and I did not, I didn't cast judgment at that moment, but it took up, this was the hardest day in your life. And I giggled because it, it's that conditioning. But then I was able to take a deep breath. I paused for a second. I said, you know, you know, Grayson, you did a fantastic job. Like you, 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 even through your being scared, you were able to, to help your mom and I, and I thank you for that. And, and just gave reassurance. And, but what you, what you were saying, like, it didn't hit me till right now. I was like, up until that point in their life, he, he deems that his hardest date. Who am I to judge that? Mm-hmm. And just being able to open that space for young men, because every day may be that that hard day for them and that's okay and and as a as a father and as a and you know i know talking with my wife like we want a person that's capable to be able to bring out the best and 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 bring out the worst and hold that container with them that inquiry like you said right that that inquiry of like internally what's going on and being able to just hold the space and so I asked you that question because like, as a father, like, I want to know who, who I'm entrusting my kid, my son with. You are leading young boys could be coming into young men, right? Talk to me on why you're capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not awesome speaking of a great elder since we talked about Dewey. Mark Sylvester is very, very clear on problem promise authority what gives you the right to promise this thing one i'm a fucking man period i'm aware of myself and i am constantly building challenging my own vision my own story my own truth and allowing to be influenced by others as i grow and learn that's it. Like that's enough. And in the world we live in, it was also I'm a Marine Corps vet. I have been down. I was I spent my teenage years 
by like surrounded by people and feeling incredibly alone, uh, suicidal, confused, being told things that like you're it's not so bad. You have is this. You have all these things. So like I've been down that path of not being heard, and I went out and found what it was like to be seen, and then be seen only if I fit in X Y Z box. And then I went and challenged the shit out of that box. Did I do it the healthy way? Absolutely not. Until recently. I still challenged the box. And I learned very quickly who's okay with that, who's not okay, and if it matters if they're okay or not. I'm also the man that's willing to step up and do it. There's a lot of people out there that have cool pieces of paper. And you know what? I am, I do not knock it, do not challenge, do not say less than. There's people out there who will take a million classes, and I have uh, many more that I wish to do. They're also not willing to stand up. If they were, they'd be. I'm willing to stand here or sit here and get on every parent call. And just be there and say, who are you? How dare you do this? Or how how can you prove to me that I'm the person for it? Fantastic. Take a breath. Meet me at this level. Cool. Now that we're both here, that's why I'm okay to do this. If I can hold you in your fear, in your fear, and see you as you are, as an parent who will do anything for your child, and then at the same time, straight up tell you, this is not my soapbox. Your kid will not come out saying, well, Mike said, this is the political party I have to believe in. Mike said, this is the religion I have to believe in. Mike said, I should do this and this about this kind of medical stuff and that kind. Mike said, this is not that game. Because this program was designed to not be Mike's team program. This is the uncivilized team. Will you question everything and find your path while supporting? So that means no man's dream, no man's belief system, no man's preferences, because that's all they are at the grand scheme, are higher than or more important than your intuition and your decisions. That's it. That's how I have the authority. Because I am not here to tell someone who they belong to be. I do not have the hubris nor spite against whatever higher power there is to believe I know a man's soul, regardless of it, or his fate, purpose, alignment, etc., better than he does. I'm just there to walk next to him and say, hey, I'll help you figure it out or at least ask you questions while you do it. And yeah, I have your back as you stumble through it. We're going to celebrate every win. I appreciate that. Uh, and I also know that you meant when you said about having a piece of paper, I, I really do. And, and I'm referencing like certification versus lived experience. Right? At the end of the day, like when you live the experience, like I feel like that's better than a paper. Like, yeah, you know, you need some, there's good to have book knowledge. But, but when it comes to being able to relate or understand, how can you relate and understand if you've never lived it? And so like, that's very powerful what you said. I want to close this by asking you if this message resonated with you as you listen to this podcast how can people get in touch with you uh mike and how can they sign up for the program so number one right now is the best way to contact me is jump on um you'll provide the links i hope is the uh yeah so you yes. got the links that are going to be attached um number one you can email me at mike at manuncivilized.com. If you're a social media person and you want to learn more, there's going to be more podcasts, more interactions on there. 
Um, it is my flagship because I'm just not quite there yet is Instagram, not TikTok. So I have everything on Instagram. As I get more comfortable with it, it'll be more on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Um, I am definitely an elder millennial. I'm okay with it. I relate more with Gen X than I do with the, some of the stuff with social media. I'm learning it. Uh, that being said, the program right now, there's links to just jump and grab. Um, if you're a parent, 100% reach out. Just to have that conversation, um, I'd love to you know, have a call with your son prior to just to make sure we even align. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't like how I talk. He doesn't like my voice. Then I'm not a good guy, period. And that's okay. There are other great men out there doing this work, and I'll be happy to share what I've found. Like there is no one path for everyone, period. It's, there is many paths to the same truth. And down to have those conversations, those calls. That's part of go stepping up means a whole bunch of calls. And if two of them get there, those are two seeds I got to plant. If all those other calls, I just tilled the soil for someone else. There is no negative there for me or for anyone in part of it. And so the best way, Instagram at Mike Perspectives. Yes, it's a play on words on purpose. And email me at Mike at manoncivilized.com. I truly appreciate that again. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, I can't tell you a better man to lead young men in this uh, endeavor. And, and I, I say that because as a prior military veteran and, and witnessing and talking with you before of everything that you've gone through and being able to see things in a different light. When I started my journey, when I was going through my hardships and you being that first person to face uh, and, and challenging me. I wasn't a teenager, but challenging me as a man and being able to hold that space and being able to be there for me. I, I promise you that this man is going to lead your, your young son, your young man into to the, to the direction they need to be in the direction of self-inquiry, self-awareness, and being able to understand themselves. So Mike, I really do appreciate your time. And uh, I'm excited to hear and follow the, the program and see how it goes and where it goes. Uh, and excited for that. Awesome. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you having me on here. And you are still my favorite, one of my favorite stories to tell all the guys <laughs> that join the nation. I appreciate so, that. Yeah.